0: One podcast, of the topics, the guests, and all of the contrast. They ain't focused on the views and the traffic. What's the point of shining if no jewels for the masses? We gotta spread the news of our passion. Service is a verb now. That's community action. Yo, everybody, let's talk. Look, talking ain't enough, so everybody, let's walk. We all want freedom, the eagle and the stars, but the only way to reach it, meet the people where they are. Unity's the only way to fend these atrocities. You and me together can eliminate. And this is just a vessel of expression And make sure we stay on the message of progression Yes, everybody let's talk Bring your ideas and together we walk
1: You are listening to Let's Talk More Action. I am Cameron Minter, your host, and my co-host is Miss Sharon Price. Good morning, Sharon.
0: Hey, Cam. Good morning. What is
1: going on with you?
0: Well, the question is, what is going on with you? I Uh, see you hobbling around in a booth. That's not how I left you last week.
1: I know, right? You know, I want to tell you that I went hiking and uh, we were climbing a mountain and I fell and hurt my leg who is okay I or, some or, questions. or, or I want to tell you that I went skiing on the Alps but the truth is I'm just fat, and I've been on my leg too long, and I. What? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's it. I'm when I go to the doctor, they's like, there's no broken bones, there's no nothing. So what does that mean? I walk too much. Fat. I'm just fat. Well. I'm... Now look, Sharon, I know you you over there flustered, and, and <laughs> you know, but I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm, I'm getting am to turn fifty, and there's some things in my life that I have come to grips with. And one of them is, I'm big boned. Okay,
0: so <laughs> what you gonna do to get out of this?
1: I don't know, Sarah. They they, they 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 just said that you know for two weeks they want me to, you know, uh, they shot some some juice in there. Aha, uh-huh. that probably made uh, it feel better. Yeah, well, I mean, it's been. I mean, you know, I'm in the process of moving, so I'm doing a lot of supervising because, you know, I'm. It sounds like a strategic thing to me. Oh no, no, no! Because there's no one left. If I if I take myself out the game, there's no one left. So I I, I gotta be there. But yeah, it's just it's yeah. I've been doing too much on 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 uh, fat feet, so I gotta you know. You gotta what? I don't know. I gotta take it easy. Evidently, I gotta take some pressure off of these feet. So I got a brace on the other one, so it's just yeah, it's fun, fun times.
0: Well, and you better
1: get it together because know. you are
0: moving, and Gwen needs a man I, that can I carry, know. you know, well, hey, an armoire we, on his we, back.
1: We're gonna we're gonna pay somebody to do that. Like I said, <laughs> <laughs> I gonna turn fifty. I didn't found my limitations, and I'm I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it.
0: Well, I'm not going to let you make turning 50 um anything <laughs> right, right. Okay. negative okay. whatsoever <laughs> mm-hmm. because 50 is where I found my groove. Oh, okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, let me readjust and, and find mine cuz these feats is not made for walking.
0: <laughs> well.
1: <laughs> look, I
0: can't help I can't help you with that.
1: Right. Part of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I don't know. I I guess I'm due a, a midlife crisis, huh?
0: And so, what's your crisis gonna be? How are you gonna handle it? I don't that, know, Cameron?
1: but I want it to be very colorful and very, you know, eventful. Whatever my midlife crisis is, I don't.
0: So but, don't buy a sports car. Oh yeah, well that's, that'll cost you two hundred million dollars right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna do. Won't that. Won't be able to afford to put gas
1: in it. <laughs> so we're not we're not going with that. Maybe I will change my style and I come in here looking goth or something. How about that? No. I'm gonna say
0: that's a negative, Cameron. <laughs> you know, you can't change up too much. It's gotta
1: be you. Right, it's gotta right, be you. Right. Well, I'm gonna find something. I'm gonna find something.
0: You sound like you're looking too hard. <laughs> that's what it sounds like to right. me. Right, it's
1: supposed to come naturally, <laughs> what, isn't it, it? It is. Okay, well, uh, I'll I guess st- that's why I'll they call it a crisis. It. Right. So. Right. I'll stop looking for it. I'll, I'll, I'll just wait. So what we got going on today's show?
0: Listen, we have some great guests with us today from our Assertive Street Outreach team. We have Brandi Clark and Chastity Griffin. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Pleasure to be here.
2: Thank you for having us.
0: So let's just jump right in. What is it that you guys do on a day-to-day basis? Uh, so
3: right now we are closing out our temporary emergency winter shelter that we got COVID funding for Um Throughout that time, we were helping individuals complete assessments, get on coordinated entry lists, find housing, as well as increase their income. Uh, This year round, we've had a lot of increase with income at the shelter. So it's just a super awesome thing. It's
0: good for the clients. It's good for the program. And overall, it's good for the community. And so this is one of those programs that started as a result of COVID a couple of years ago. Yes, ma'am. And so one of the biggest well, the the objective here was to make sure that unsheltered individuals and our neighbors in the community that were um, experiencing homelessness um, had a safe place to quarantine and you know avoid all of the the uh, fears around COVID. Yes, ma'am. Um, we also were able to
3: provide. Uh, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, as well as having some community partners come out and do COVID testing. Chastity and myself were also trained uh, at Community Action Council to do the COVID testing on our clients. So we were ensuring that everyone who had some serious uh, health conditions were able to qualify and stay safe.
1: So, Chastity, this this program, though, this was not – this is not a housing program. This is, this is just trying to get through, isn't
2: it? It is its exactly what the title is, Temporary Emergency Shelter Program. And a lot of the people that come there, COVID sparked some mental health issues, so it also linked them up with mental health services as well. Wow.
0: And so at the beginning of the pandemic, you guys, when everybody else had gone home, and I mean that literally when they were, had gone home, you know, to be safe in their own homes. You guys were out really in the community working very hard to find people to make sure that they were safe. Um, yes, ma'am. Uh, Chastity, myself
3: and our peer support, Chris Clark, we were boots on the ground 24-7. Uh, I have a tagline. We are saving
0: the world one homeless individual at a time. And you guys really, you meant that because even Saturday, Sunday, early mornings, late evenings, you guys were out there working to make sure that everybody who needed a place had a place and a safe place to quarantine and be separated where they normally may not have been.
2: Oh, yes, ma'am. We even worked holidays.
1: So what does that look like? I mean, what, what, what does that look like? Are you ac- actively searching for people? What, what does that look like?
2: Um, Some individuals would come to us, but actively searching was a big part of it. Uh, We really had to go into places, um, I don't want to use the term trenches, but some would refer it as that, and uh, go under bridges, railroad tracks, encampments, um, any place that they felt like they could make a home to where no one could find them.
0: Mm. And we found them. Wow. And so, working with, with with these individuals, what... I know it was taxing because I was watching you guys from afar, you know, getting everybody together and, you know, having them move because actually what they were doing was they were moving from a place where they were already comfortable into another place. Um, so that just takes a lot of relationship
3: building, um, just constantly going out and speaking to the individuals, letting them know, you know, what type of services we offer. A lot of the times, a lot of the individuals we work with have been through the system, fallen through the cracks, and they're a little, um, Just a little more cautious of the services that are being provided. So we are just out there building the relationships and letting them know that, you know, we know where you've been. We are here for you to trust. We are here to work with you and get you to whatever your normal is.
0: And so when you say building that trust, that's important. You guys take this very literally because when you came in today, I was like, wow. Because I don't normally see you looking like this. And so when you get up and you get dressed to go to work, you get dressed so that people trust you. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. Why is that important?
2: I think mirroring the the image that they're used to seeing builds the rapport and trust that they need. And also timing. If I say, you know, tomorrow I'm going to be at your tent at 8 o'clock, I'm going to be at your tent at 7.55. Because I want to build that trust that no one else is actually given them or tried to build the rapport that anyone like with any organization has tried to build with them and getting that trust built gives them the opportunity to get services.
1: So they know, they know you all by name, huh? Oh yes. I, (laughs) I always
3: joke that my number is written on every park bathroom, stall bleachers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I get a lot of calls and it's just, you know, it's to me, it's a blessing just that people know, okay, We have Brandy, we have Chastity, we have Chris. We know that Community Action Council, they are going to get out there. They're going to do what they can to ensure that, you know, we're on the path that we need to be on. Um, And it's also breaking down a lot of barriers. There are a lot of barriers that stand in the way of our unsheltered individuals um, that we are constantly working on uh, breaking down.
0: What are some of those barriers that you see working on the front line? So, um,
3: well, one of the major barriers is just getting IDs. Um, IDs and transportation. I know before when we first started working uh, with Community Action Council, Uh, we were able to have our clients go uh, and get a free ID just with a letterhead from us stating, you know, this individual is homeless. They need an ID because the ID is the main thing that gets them number one into employment as well as housed. You can't get housed or you can't get a job without a valid ID, social security card, um, just things that would be minor to us, but that are major barriers to these individuals, especially those that don't have their own income. Um, So, you know, it's just trying to ensure that individuals have the identification so that they can then themselves be a part of society the way that they want to.
0: And so one of the things that you said earlier was that you guys were helping people to increase their income. So, I think that there is um, a notion out there that just because you're homeless doesn't mean that you're, you're not working. Mm-hmm. So you guys have folks that are working, and you're working with them to help increase their income. What does that look like? Because there are a lot of myths out there about homeless individuals.
2: For me, that looks like um, if I have someone who receives disability or Social Security, pairing them with somebody that they may be able to roommate with because 675 and 874 isn't going to pay your first month's rent or any rent. So pairing them with someone maybe they spent a year in a tent with, or a year and a half in a motel program with, or just anything. Um, if they know somebody in the community that they trust, you know, linking them with each other and saying, okay yeah, I remember John and Sally and they may want a roommate with me and now we can afford to live on our own.
3: As well as working with uh, individuals in the community that own businesses, Um, just talking to them about the clients. Um, We have a thousand group chats that we're a part of, and um, a lot of them, like our housing group chat, we are able to pull information about places that are hiring, um, like UK Sam's Club. Um, We got a message about Sam's Club's hiring. I immediately came to the shelter. Just so happened one of my guys lost his job, and I was like, Look at that. One door closes, another one opens. Um, He applied for the job, and now he is working, making $15 an hour, more than what he was making at his previous job. So it's just all about, number one, showing individuals that, yes, you can go out there, you can get a job. If you need help with applications, we're there. We work on helping individuals get clothing. Um, I know Community Action Council, we utilize the Goodwill vouchers, which are very helpful to a lot of our clients. Uh, Because as you say, you have to dress for success. So if you are not able to, you know, put on a clean pair of clothes, go out for that interview. We also partner with New Vista um, Drop-In Center. They have a shower that individuals can come and use daily. Um, I believe the Rescue Cafe. Recovery Cafe. Recovery Cafe. Excuse me for that. Um, they also have a shower um, provided for unsheltered individuals. It's all about the community just coming together and realizing that, number one, these people, they could be us. Um, I tell my clients every day. We are all one sickness, a divorce, a job loss away from living in our vehicle, living in the streets, so it's all about showing people empathy. Um, that's really where it comes from for me. Um, I'm a very empathetic person with trying to ensure that the individuals that we work with are getting the best
1: services, um, the same type of services I would want. And that's that's one of the things we're going to talk about right after this break. But we are um, homelessness is not just one look. You know, there's a whole lot of different people who are experiencing homelessness that you may never see on the street corner. So let's talk about that when we come back. You are listening to Let's Talk. More action. This past year has highlighted the strength of Community Action Council. Every day, our staff works together to help families recover from this crisis. We're educating children at home and in person, helping parents who lost their jobs, and helping households avoid eviction. Our work at Community Action Council has never been more important than it is right now. So why don't you join us? We have employment opportunities requiring a range of skills from entry level to advanced. Apply online at commaction.org. That's commaction.org.
4: Community Action Council is here to help our neighbors recover from this pandemic and thrive. We are operating Lexington's housing stabilization program and providing financial assistance to Fayette County residents facing the threat of eviction by helping them with past due or future rent and past due or future utility costs. The best and easiest way to access financial help is online. Type in COVID19RenterHelp.org, which links to Community Action Council's website. There you will find more detailed information about the program. To get started, simply click the button that says apply. There are some eligibility requirements which are specified on the application online. Households must live in Fayette County and must be able to show or describe how they have been directly or indirectly impacted by COVID-19 and that they face eviction and homelessness because they are past due on monthly rent. The very best thing you can do is to fill out the application that is linked on the website. Once your application is processed, someone will reach out to you using the contact information that you provide. Community Action Council has been and will continue to be here to help our community thrive. Community Action
3: Council Prep Academies offer free early childhood education and comprehensive services to children birth to five years old and their families. This school year, parents and families can choose the Head Start learning option that best fits the need of their child and family, whether it's virtual or with their Head Start program or in-person learning. The choice is yours. To enroll your child in one of their Prep Academies or in Head Start at home, call the Community
0: Action Council today at 859-233-4600 or by going online at
1: c-o-m-m-a-c-t-i-o-n dot org. That's Comac
0: we're back with Brandy Clark and Chastity Griffin from Community Action Council Street Outreach Team. When we went to the break, we were talking about the different faces of homelessness. And what does that look like? What are some of the different faces?
3: Uh, Well, um, a lot of the homeless individuals that we do run into happen to be um, single mothers with children. Mm. Um, We get veterans. We get senior citizens. That's... That's the one that really, you know, it all affects me, but my mother just turned 75, and I'm working with individuals that are her age. Um, We have individuals that are working full-time jobs. Uh, You could, by the looks of them, you could never tell that they were quote-unquote homeless from what you would, you know, the things that you would see on the street corners or individuals staying under the bridges that are disheveled. Um, We have individuals that will, you know, get up, go shower, get dressed, go to work, and after their workday is done, they will go back to sleeping in their vehicle or go back to sleeping in their abandoned uh, apartment, Um, go back to the park bathroom. There are so many different faces, young, old, white, black, Hispanic, Asian. Um, It's just a plethora of individuals that need different services. programs like Arbor Youth. They help with individuals that are aged out of the foster care system between the ages I think of 18 and 25. Um, There's just so many individuals that are out there um, that slip through the cracks, some that don't slip through the cracks. Um, There are a lot of homeless kids in the school system that you would never know um, simply because of Programs like ours, uh, McKinney-Vento, they do a lot of great work uh, for the school-aged children whose families are uh, dealing with homelessness right now.
0: And so when you hear people make flippant remarks like you should," they should just get a job, a lot of them already have jobs. And it's not as easy as just getting a job, Chastity.
2: Majority of our clients have income. The income just isn't enough.
1: Yeah, <laughs> say that again.
2: I think that if I was thinking about the first 45 people that we work with at the shelter, at least 70% of them had income. Mm
1: -hmm. So here's a question. Are you experiencing people losing their homes uh, because the rent has gone up and now they can't find a place? Because that that is, uh, we we also celebrated, um,
0: Were you talking about fair housing month? Fair housing month. month.
1: And that was a rough one because (laughs) of all the different challenges that we're facing now. And so one of the realities is that um, when that rent goes up and you don't have a place to go and you can't afford that rent, you're now in a homelessness situation.
2: And utilities. Utilities have gone up. Yeah. So if you're looking at a place that you're renting and it's plus electric, if that electric just goes up by $25, it can affect you. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially if you're on a fixed income.
3: Yes, which most of our clients are. Um, <laughs> fair housing. What What is fair housing? Um, to me right now, and this is from a standpoint of someone that's coming from the Midwest. Uh, I moved from Illinois because it was entirely too expensive. Um, and I came to Kentucky knowing that the cost of living would be a better comparison to what I make. But when I look at what other individuals, um, aren't blessed to make that we get, um, I even struggle sometimes with paying rent. Mm -hmm. So I could only imagine with someone who is only bringing in eight seventy two with their increase, uh, for social security disability, how they're able to pay rent. Um, they're still not able to get food stamps. Um, As Chastity said, the utilities, there are a lot of individuals that even lost their housing uh, due to COVID. When the unemployment ended, the memorandum ended, there were a lot of individuals and families on the streets, a lot of seniors who have been living uh, in these places for years. Um, Another thing that I've seen is that there are a lot of landlords um, who are trying to revamp and they want to do new construction. I'm dealing with a lady um, who currently went through a situation to where now she's out on the streets because they sold the building, they pushed her out and they want to increase the rent, even though she's been living there for 10 years, paying the same amount of rent. Um, She's not able to afford it. So now she's living in her vehicle or couch surfing when someone opens their door. Um, The housing crisis is a crisis. It's definitely detrimental to individuals that we uh, come into contact with daily. Um, Just individuals who want to feel, like I said, they're normal. Whatever would make them feel as though they're doing what they need to be doing for themselves. um, It's just, to me, it's a struggle. And it starts with being able to afford housing.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and I'm going to tell you, this is... Cameron, you mentioned the difficult conversation that we had the (laughs) last podcast that we had. That was hard for me Mm -hmm. because... The news was bleak. Right. Right, right. And my body is having a physical response. My heart is beating very hard right now just listening, you know, to the situations. And I'm uncomfortable Mm. and I'm even uncomfortable using the word homeless. I hate to identify Mm. somebody as homeless, you know, because it feels as if, we are that their situation is more important than the person Mm -hmm. and um i don't like any of it and so i I don't like any
1: of it and 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 it's it's i mean it's bad but that's why we're here right yes that's that's why we step up that's why we're trying to be in the trenches and, and and doing creative programming uh uh, the best thing, in my opinion, about uh, catching you where you are, say you're experiencing homelessness, is that we don't only focus on that aspect. We try to get your kids in head start. We try to get mm-hmm. you some um, some finances, some some housing. We try to get you some utility assistance. We try to do all those things. And and what we came back to from the break was how homelessness looks different, right? So I understand when you all go out, you're you're looking on the corners and things. Are you looking in parking lots for people in cars? How does that work?
2: We have searched parking lots. There have been um, store clerks that have called us and said, hey, we have an individual. We believe they're sleeping in the car. And uh, I know Brandy, when we go to tents, we respect it as though it's a home. Mm -hmm.
1: That is their home. We do
2: not walk up on their tent as though... Uh, it's not a house. Mm. We scream. Um, we'll say, you know, street outreach and then address it with our name or, or maybe if we know them and with their name, we will never open their tent. We respect it like it's a home.
3: Because mm. it, it is their home. Mm-hmm. Um, there are there is a high uh, increase of individuals um, living in their vehicles. We've noticed um, that's also another thing having the resources for these individuals to actually keep their vehicles up so that they can get back and forth to work, so that they can get back and forth looking for just housing resources. Um, It's so much out there that we need to be doing, um, that we're trying to do. I know I always bring ideas to Marty um, like Marty, if I ever win the lottery, mm-hmm. I'm just going to buy a bunch of apartment buildings, <laughs> some old hotels, and we're going to do some permanent supportive housing, um, you know, master leases, all of that. It's all about just trying to meet individuals where they're at. Um, all of the programs in Lexington for housing are housing first. So that means if you are in active addiction, we meet you where you're at. We're not going to try to force you into Anything. It's all about what the client wants. um You know the type of services they want, what type of housing they want. You know we try to give individuals as much choice as they possibly can have because we have that choice in our lives. We don't. No one forces us to live in a certain area. Well, me because I can only afford certain things. But you know, <laughs> on a daily basis, your, you know. that pocket dictates yeah. where yeah. you're going. I have teenagers, um, yeah. but you know we. We have that choice. So we're always in the market of letting individuals choose. Um, It's all about the right to choose with me, you know. You choose what type of service you, you want. You choose if you want me to be your friendly avid everyday stalker. I'm calling <laughs> you every morning. We talk all day. You know, I'm sending you things. Or if you want to meet, you know, once a week, twice a week, or do you need a bus pass? You know, whatever it is, we're going to meet you at that exact space so that you can feel comfortable um, and that we can give you the services that you deserve.
1: I think that's so eye opening because people can work every day, have money, have cell phone, have, have, you know, things that they need to survive, but not have housing.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And And you never know. And some people will choose, you know, I choose to keep my car so I can get back and forth to work. So I'm choosing to live in my car. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: You got to make that choice sometimes. And that's sad. It is. And echoing what Brandy said, we'll even go to court. Sometimes, you know, if they get a um, ticket for panhandling, obstructing traffic, uh, we'll advocate for them. Mm-hmm. We'll write hardship letters. Uh, we'll show up to court, talk to the judge for them. Because if you get a ticket, that's going to affect your rent yeah, for absolutely. that month. Mm-hmm. And again, you may end up homeless.
3: Yes, we're big advocates in court.
0: Yeah, and one, of, one well. of the things that I like about you guys specifically is you never lose sight of the humanity of it all. And quite honestly, you know, I've worried about, you know, how you guys are taking care of yourselves because you have to be so much for so many people. You know, how do you guys take care of yourselves and keep that energy? Because Brandy, I mean, you guys, the energy that you guys have all the time is amazing. Um, so mm-hmm.
3: my mental health is no secret. Um, I talk about it with my boss, with my team, uh, even my clients. I realize that uh, if my cup is half empty, I cannot give clients the services that they need. Um, so I ensure that I am constantly talking to a therapist. Um, I see a psychiatrist. I'm just, you know, I'm picking up hobbies. Um, just ensuring that, you know, I am mentally equipped because all my clients know, I love them like they're mine. I'm going to do whatever I can. Um, and just making sure that number, you know, number one, I'm taking care of myself. So office hours are office hours. And after I'm off the clock, um, Unless it's, like, a dire emergency. I was about
0: to say, yeah. when you're off the clock, sometimes you're not off the clock. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes you got to
3: answer, like, hey, someone OD'd. Like, okay, did you do this? Did you do that? I can't get there because I live in another county, but call me, you know, let me know what's going on. Um, but it's all about, you know, making sure that you separate. I have to emotionally separate because, like I said, I care about these people. Um, just what they're going through, Um And also taking in the trauma that they've went through. Um, We can suffer from uh, secondhand PTSD. So, you know, just ensuring that you are getting um, your mental health help, um, you know, family and friends. I try not to, you know, vent a lot to my mom because she's my mom. I'm the baby. She's going to want to come out there and flip (laughs) out on people. Like, you know, why are you cussing my daughter out? She's (laughs) giving you all she has. But, you know, it's just all about making sure that, you know, I'm just mentally sound. Um.
2: I think for me, I, I've been homeless. I aged out of foster care. So the majority of time I try to remember where I came from mm. and uh, being passionate. And there is no face of homelessness. Any It can happen to any of us. And if you remember that, you'll look at it from a different point of view.
0: Mm-hmm. And then we, I'm not just going to let you put it right there and not say that you're on your road to being doctor. I was about Chastity. to say that. Yes. <laughs> so you tell us a little bit about that story because you can't just lay it there and not talk about the what's, uh. what's happening. I don't want to say the end story because you haven't finished it we yet. We talked no. about
3: 16-year-old Chassis um, talking to herself
0: last yeah,
2: night. I, I aged out of foster care and actually um, walked into a community action with no ID, um, no GED, and met um, our previous director. And um, they kind of put me in touch with volunteering, uh, got me on the path of welfare. I wanted to get off of welfare. They showed me how to apply to college. I did. I started college, um, got my uh, bachelor's in sociology, stayed at community action the whole time, got my master's in counseling, stayed at community action the whole time. And now I'm working on my doctorate in education. Right now I'm currently a d- doctoral candidate and i working on my dissertation. Come on. Woo-hoo. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> All because I walked into a community. That's action. my teammate. All my children yeah. have been to um, Head Start. That's
0: and my see, and, and that is the real story that we want people That's to understand, you know, come, come to community action to help yourself sometimes. And you might, well, I came to Community Action because I wanted to help other people and help other people change their lives and didn't realize that it was going to be my life that was going to be changed in the mm-hmm. process. You know, mm-hmm. and so just coming through those doors. So if people want to get in touch with you guys, if they see people that um, that are homeless, that need help, how do they contact you? They can't go to a bathroom stall where the number <laughs> is written. I'm going to throw it out there. So
3: uh, this is Brandy speaking, and you can reach me on my work cell phone at 859 859- I do appreciate text messages simply because we're always on the go. I'm able to check a text and get right back to you versus answering the call.
2: And I'm Chastity at 859-388-4354. And I love text messages.
0: (laughs) Well, and, and, if you're out there and you want to be that success story, just like Chastity is, going from homelessness, because just because you're homeless does not mean that that's where you have to stay. No. Hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: mm. keep hope. It's, yeah. It's, just a, it's just a moment in your life, a small moment.
2: And find your support group. Even yes. Mine was community action. Um, I don't want to say it, but, you know, being in foster care, I don't have a mom or a dad. Community action became my support group. I got a mom here, a dad here, a cousin here, a sister here, a brother here. I'm her sister. Um, (laughs) They hold (laughs) me accountable. You got to find somebody that's going to hold you accountable and use your money wisely so you can get off the street.
3: And also love on you. It is important to have people in your corner that truly love you.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, this has been great. Chastity, Brandy, thanks for coming to the show. Thank you for having us. Well, this
0: feels much better. It feels better. It does feel it's better. It's still, it's still dark. Yeah, it's still dark. But you know what? The work that these two ladies are doing every single day and I will tell you the thing that I know about them is when they get accolades when I give them accolades Mm -hmm. they get embarrassed by them (laughs) and so that tells me that they are doing this they enjoy the work you know and and being out there and helping as many people as they can because that's what we were made
1: for Cameron that's it that's it Well, you all have been listening to Lex Talk, more action. Thanks for coming.